Welcome to the Beauty Me podcast. My name's Sharice Kenyon and I've been writing about beauty for around 15 years. During that time, I've heard so many stories about how we approach beauty, our routines and the traditions that make us who we are. I wanted to create a space where I could discuss these rituals further with people from around the world. For me, it's all about beauty without the BS. Hi there, how's your week been? For me, it's been all about this new episode. It's a very different one. I've got four guests this time around. The theme of it is change your body, change your mind. And that theme stuck out for me because since first having photographer Nadia Melly on the podcast a few weeks ago, Nadia and I have had quite a few conversations on the phone. We've got a lot in common. And one day I'd said to her, oh, I feel like I need to lose weight. And we had this conversation about when we have those feelings, it doesn't really matter what somebody else says. So your best friend could say, no, you look amazing. You're perfect as you are, or your partner could tell you that. But if you don't tell yourself those things, it kind of becomes like a a scale that is out of sync or out of balance. Nadia is someone that has lost a great deal of weight in her past. I think she lost 30 kilograms. She said that the journey to acceptance, it made her wonder do we have to change our bodies or do we need to change our minds? She's my first guest today and she's going to talk us through how for her losing weight was never actually a goal. She'd actually intended to just take better care of herself as somebody that's self-employed and works from home. And she also talks about the reaction she got to losing that weight. It's a picture of you just out of bed, I imagine. And it's like, well, you're... Well, not just out of bed, but yeah. Yeah, but it, it looks like that. <laughs> Do you it know what I mean? Like I just woke up. Yeah. Naked. Naked. Taking a picture of myself in the mirror. And there's like a hint of underboob, there's the waist, and then there's the hip. I'm just doing that description for people that can't actually see it right now. Yeah. Um, and you just said, I'm sorry for all the times I hid you behind shame, for when I looked at you with disgust, hated your form. I'm sorry for the times I tried to shrink you for not seeing all that you do for me every day. I'm sorry I was disconnected from you for so long and for not trusting your language. I'm so in awe of you now. Every bend, every valley, scar, every rise, taste, line, every spot and mark and texture. You are a masterpiece and I'm so grateful you are my home. Does that mean the Nadia of like right now is like, super happy in your body was or was it just a moment oh uh no that doesn't mean that <laughs> it's uh it's like for me that's like a reminder and affirmation um and the reprogramming that i'm doing um to on, on this journey of of loving myself or specifically my body um we're talking about that so it's it's not I haven't cracked the code (laughs) I haven't I think it is a journey um and a lifelong journey depending on where your starting point is obviously some people have a start in life where they are more confident and some people have a starting point in life um where they lack the self-confidence completely and body confidence completely which has been my story because um, yeah, from a very young age as a child um, as well. And we've talked about this on your podcast. Um, in my family, everything was about, not, not everything, but 
like you, it was always commented on your appearance and your body and how you look and how much you weigh, how big you are, how small you are, whatever. So for me, yeah, I come from a background of no body confidence really. Um, and so it's a journey, it's a process. And I, even when I don't fully love my body and I, and on days where I don't fully feel confident in it and I don't fully like am satisfied with everything and with how it looks or how it feels, I now no longer hate it. So I'm not in the, in that place anymore where I hate it, where I hate my body um, or in that place where I don't, where I'm not able to listen to it and tune in to my body. But um, I'm also not fully like there where um, I fully love it. I fully accept all about it. Um, so I'm somewhere in the middle, definitely. How did you get to that stage of saying, well, I no longer hate my body? Was that more about changing your mind instead? Hmm. That as well, like, it's, I, I don't think there's like specific steps or one specific thing that changed that as well. That's an influence of different things. Um, I think for one, it was definitely the inner work I've done in the last few years. Um, like, um, yeah, processing trauma, um, processing, you know, my past, uh, all of that. Um, so that was a huge thing, um, because that's the inner is connected to the outside as well. So that processing that and going to therapy. That was one factor. Another one was definitely um, getting to know more people who live in bigger bodies and are loud about it and are proud about it and just um, take up that space and they and they just show that it's okay <laughs> and it's like and and they just live in it and and they're happy. Uh, again, of course, there's ups and downs and um, it's not it's not just the highlight reels on social media, but that representation, seeing that, um, cause I grew up not seeing that. Um, and I assume you as well, um, like our generation, like when we were kids, even in my twenties, I just didn't see that. Um, literally just in the last maybe five years, four years, I've seen more and more, um, plus size models or Instagram influencers and, you can say whatever you want about social media, but that has been such a huge benefit to see like my body type represented more. Um, and yeah, just, just see my kind of a bit of myself represented more everywhere and accepting myself more because of that. And then the weight loss thing, I, it was four years ago. Um, and I lost 27, 28 kilos. And that was kind of strange because after I did, um, or throughout the journey, um, like I was posting a little bit about it here and there on social media and uh, my friends knew and stuff and saw me obviously and offline and online people were saying, you look so good. You look so great. You're so beautiful. Da, 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 da. Um, and that had never happened to me before. People didn't say those things before to me when I was bigger. And so 
um, it kind of really messed with my mind. And that's what we were talking about the other day on the phone. Like it really messed with my mind because I thought even from my closest friends or, you know, strangers on the internet, I was like, so you didn't think that I was beautiful before. <laughs> like they didn't even have to say that nobody said that, mm-hmm. but when you lose weight and like everyone congratulates you and comments on it, it they're basically saying this is better. Like how you're looking now is better than before because why are you congratulating someone? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, and so that it kind of really messes with your head, especially coming from a place again, where I didn't have body confidence before. I didn't have a lot of self-confidence before. So um, maybe it is different for different people. Like that is, this is my experience. And that really messed with me. Like, and it also, what also happens is, um, or happened for me was that I really struggled with, loving that previous version of myself and just accepting her. Um, and I'm coming to terms with that now. I'm much better with that now, but yeah, back like four years ago when I, when I lost all that weight, it was really hard to see the the bigger me with kindness and love her and look at photos of myself back then and think, um, I love you. You're fine. <laughs> like you're perfect too. Um, that was really, really difficult to do. But it's like making peace with this is the body I have. This is it. Like, um, it doesn't mean like I, it can't change or whatever, and, and it will, but like this is my home. This is what I live in. And I have to accept it with love and and just um, be thankful for it. And it's, it, it's kind of, yeah, that it's, it's just a making peace thing in a way. It's just something clicked. When you accumulated all that weight loss, was there yeah. a moment when you were like, "I'm ha- oh, oh, good, I'm happy, Was it, or was it not what you expected it was going to be? I did feel good about it, yes. When I looked at myself in the mirror, I was happy about it until I reached a certain point um, where people started commenting a lot on it. And, it, and I really noticed it, like literally every time, every time I posted a picture of myself or every time I saw a friend in real life, anyone, that was the first comment. And when that got more and more and more, I started like, yeah. That it wasn't was, like that you was, thrived on it. Because I can imagine some people that it would almost be like when you get those Instagram likes creating this feeling of, well, I need to keep going. But for you, it almost sounds like it made you yeah. shrink back a little bit. Yeah, it did. It did. And I wasn't, when I lost those 27 kilos, the funny thing is I wasn't skinny. I was still like curvy. And, I, and, I, and since then, I've gained about 10 kilos of those back again now. Um, so like, I'm not skinny, but yeah, there was a difference obviously to before. And yeah, it didn't, it didn't push me when all those comments came. Actually, it didn't push me to go harder and do more and lose more weight. It did the opposite. Like I stepped a bit back and I had to like think about how I was feeling and how that, why I was feeling like that. And also my motivation, why had I started that journey? Um, yes, it was for my health and my heart, but what else was there? Cause there, I, I now looking back, I know there was a lot more behind that. Um, 
but yeah, I had to kind of step back and uh, and now I'm kind of very relaxed about the whole weight and food thing. Um, I work out, but I I literally I don't look at my scale. I don't um, avoid any food or like try to restrain myself from if I have a craving or whatever. I'm very relaxed about it now because yeah, this is this is what I live in. This is my body. My next guest is Emma Tamsin Hill, and as Nadia mentioned, she finds influencers a very have a very positive effect. Had a very positive effect on her. Just being able to see other people who looks like her, that they actually exist out there in the world. I first met Emma Tamsin Hill when I first launched the podcast over a year ago. And at that time, she was very focused on vlogging for YouTube. Since then, she's also launched her own clothing line, All Body UK. In this chat, Emma explains how from an early age, she always felt like she didn't fit in and she was aware of how different she looked. After years of trying restriction diets and yo-yoing, she finally clicked that she needed to address what was happening in her mind. I think I spent so many years when I was a teenager really hating my body and in turn hating who I was. And I think um, I had this thing in my head of, oh, well, like being slim equals happiness. Like if I am thinner, if I lose weight, I will be happy because... That, that in my head was the pivotal because all I saw on TV, um, magazines, billboards, mainstream media, mainstream marketing, all I saw was slim people. I, I didn't see anyone that looked like me. And I'm sure a lot of people can like resonate to that, um, not just from seeing what your body looks like, whether it be like your skin colour or who you are as a person or whatever it might be. So I feel like mainstream media, especially when I was a teenager, um, it just wasn't representative of society. So I obviously tried to fit in the box that I felt like was the ideal of beauty. Um, and, you know, I would fall short all the time. I would try and lose weight. I would lose a bit of weight. And then I would stop or I'd put it back on. And like, I was, like we spoke about it before, like I used to do like Cambridge Weight Farm, which is basically like meal replacements. Um, so I was on meal replacements. I was on... Slimming World, I did Weight Watchers, I did so much stuff. And it got to a point where I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm actually doing this to be healthy. I'm actually doing this to feel good within my body because it's not like I was putting good things into my body. You can still do Slimming World, you can still do Weight Watchers and eat complete shit. Um, it, it doesn't teach you about nutrition. It doesn't teach you about the, the foods that are going to fuel your body and make you feel good from the inside out. All it teaches you about is weight loss. And I feel feel like that's such a negative way to go around it. And I feel like within like the whole body positive community, some people feel like the topic of weight loss is um, like negative or bad. And I don't think there's anything wrong with losing weight and to shame someone because they want to lose weight is ridiculous. Because at the end of the day, there are great health like benefits of losing weight um, if you need to. But <clears throat> to lose weight to fit a certain purpose within your mind like I want to look this way or I think I'll be happier if I look like this, it's, it's never going to work. And I think a lot of people think that way. Then they end up losing loads of weight and they feel the exact same as they did when they were larger. And that's because the problem isn't with your, with your body. The problem is within your mind. And um, unless you tackle that problem in your mind and really try to help it and fix it, 
it'll never go away. That's why so many people end up with like body dysmorphia when they lose weight and just bad like um, things going on in their own head thinking, still feeling the same way they did about themselves when they were larger. And I think that's something that's not told to people. It's not something that's taught to people. I think, especially within like the, the health industry and everything like that, if you are overweight, they're like, okay, well, you need to lose weight. Some people feel like forcing um, shame on some people about their weight and about their bodies is going to make them lose weight. And I will, I would say maybe, yeah, for 10% of people that might work, for 90% of people that will never work. It will just make them feel worse about themselves in turn, maybe emotionally eat, maybe binge eat, just have a more negative relationship with food. I don't think pressuring someone and shaming someone into losing weight ever works because you just end up with a more distorted view of your body, of food, of exercise. And that's how you end up with a really bad relationship with all those things. Like when I was growing up, I've only really in the past year, two years, probably in the past year, got out of my negative relationship with food because I used to feel so much guilt surrounding what I ate and I would punish myself for it. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And so the government's incentive, it's just, I feel like, great, you want people to lose weight, that's great. But the way you go about it, you don't have to go about it in a way of like, why does it have to be 12 weeks first of all? Because it makes it sound like some kind of fad diet and you need to do this in, in 12, like 12 weeks is, is nothing when it comes to long-term like health and happiness. And I feel like they're just trying to find someone to blame. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, we'll, we'll blame. It's like, don't you remember with the cancer research um, posters, the obesity posters, that doesn't, all that does is create more stigma and fat phobia within our society. So then when, some, when people see larger people, they think, oh, they're the ones that's keeping coronavirus in this country. They're the ones that are causing cancer and this, that, and the other. It's a scaremongering tactic that people who are not that, sounds bad, but people who are not that intelligent will then look at fat people or people that are larger than average and have a negative view of them, which then again creates more divide within our society. So it doesn't make any sense, really. I'm sure you've had times when you've lost weight. When you lost that weight, were you like ecstatic? Or were you nervous of keeping it? <laughs> you know, you know, the thing is, I found pictures of myself recently when I had lost weight. I was pro- I'm around like a size 24 now. I was probably around like a size 16, 18 then. And I looked at those pictures and I realized that how much um, slimmer I was and how smaller I looked. But And then I remembered how I felt at that time. And I felt the exact, in fact, I felt worse than I feel now. I thought, I didn't think I looked like that. Like I... I've always looked in the mirror and felt I look like how I look now. And I'm like maybe four stone heavier than I was then. You know what I mean? So I didn't, in fact, it made me more self-conscious. I, it didn't It didn't make me happier at all because mm. it was just like obsessive. Um, like I would go on nights out and I wouldn't, I would stop, I wouldn't drink because I wanted to lose weight or I would have like spirits and, and water and cordial. Like what? Mm. Um, it's just like those things. Like I didn't, I didn't feel any better within myself. Mm. It was just more pressure, more um, pressure on myself to uh, maintain it or to keep losing weight or to look a certain way. And the thing is, when you lose weight, everyone always wants to come and be like, "You look so good!" Like you look this, that, and the other, and 
I mean, I know it's just the world we live in, and I know people don't mean ill by it, but you have to think when you say that to someone, they literally in their head might be thinking, they might even be starving themselves. They might be doing something so negative for themselves, but they're dying for that, for someone to say, oh, you look good, and that fuels that negative fire within you to keep going, even when it's not making you happy. So where are you at now? Would you say, like, you've changed your mind, or are you still learning? Um, you know, the funny thing is where I'm at now, I feel like I've come really full circle. So it's like where I'm at now, I feel like I have built like a wholehearted love for myself. So now I feel like I am ready to lose like a little bit of weight for health reasons. And if I, if I do that, it's not going to be, um, fueled by a hatred for myself or fueled by I need to look this way and look that way. It's more so like sometimes I feel like when I'm not filling my body with foods that make it feel good, then internally, like I don't feel good, like my stomach doesn't feel good or I feel more tired or I don't have any energy. And I've really started to notice it more. When I became more in tune with my body, I started really noticing my, because I'm so busy now, my energy levels aren't as good when I'm not eating as much fresh food. Like, and it's all linked, like sleeping, exercise, everything is all intertwined into one. And instead of it now being a negative thing of like, okay, I need to work out because I'm fat or I need to do this. It's more like I want to work out because it makes me feel good. And I want to eat this like nutritious, healthy food because it makes me feel good. It's not a punishment anymore. So I feel really, I feel like I'm in a really good place with it, but it, it takes you a long time. And even now I still doubt myself. There's still, because those feelings of um, insecurity will always creep back in no matter how secure you are so I think it's just when you notice them it's kind of like swatting them away and being like okay you're not talking to me like that that's not who I am anymore as Emma ended on that whole sort of being able to tell those negative voices to back off I think there's a lot of similarities with my next guest Chloe Pierre for her it's always been about mindset and as the founder of online wellness platform thyself chloe is someone that's really had to learn over the years no matter what size she's been her mindset has had to get her through whether she's a size 10 or 22 because she says that whatever size she's been she will always face dilemmas with what she should wear how she feels when she goes out of the door and just feeling attractive to herself it's definitely a mindset like um, I have I fluctuate and I continue to fluctuate. The smallest I've been is probably around a size ten, and the biggest I've been is a size twenty two. So that's quite a gap, um, and that has been from like my early adult years, like upwards. Um, so yes, yeah, so I fluctuate, and it's definitely my mindset because I've been bigger and you know really loved myself and love my body and learned that because of the way that I was talking to myself in my head but then on a flip note I've been really slim and super self-conscious um and things not fitting right so when I was a lot slimmer I didn't really have like as much like breast circumference going on Mm -hmm. um and yeah and now that I do it's even that's a bit difficult but you know it's my mindset like am I being able to function can I still like you said like walk up the stairs can I do certain things so for me it's not so much my size that matters but it's more about my mindset and I'd also say like working out 
regardless of what size you are, help. So I've got a PT and it just takes me out of my head. And then obviously my body has started to change in certain ways, but that's not the goal. The goal is more lifestyle and like mental capacity or space within my mind. If you've experienced experienced those um, different weights, etc., what has yeah. been... Are you saying that you've always just been okay with yourself? And if that is the case, no. Ha- okay. No, I've been that person, whether I was slimmer or uh, bigger, I've been that person that, like, plans the whole outfit the day that you're going out and then ends up sitting on the stairs crying. Like, that's happened to me so many times. It's happened to me when, yes, I was down to, like, a size 10 or size 12, which was my slimmest, and it was noticeable and people made a lot of comments about being slimmer and how I looked different um, and it wasn't always positive and then I got bigger and the same thing happened I remember going out and just just not feeling like myself and not feeling attractive and it wasn't about other people telling me that I was attractive it was how I felt um, I didn't feel attractive I didn't feel worthy and it was just mainly because of the way my clothes fit and the way that you know, in my head, I had a vision of what I wanted to look like, knowing what my body looks like. I'm not, you know, ever, or I have been in the past, I've been a little bit disillusioned by, by what I see in the mirror or what is reality, but um, I wasn't at that time. And it just, it just didn't come across. And for me, someone that really takes style um, and my identity so seriously, it was really difficult for me to do that. So I ended up sitting on the stairs and crying again. And not going out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've struggled. But then at the same time, I do believe that there's a lot bigger, more pressing things in the world to deal with than, I guess, the weight issue. I just wish people were a little bit more sensitive and, you know, open their own minds up. So we weren't always talking about weight or we weren't always talking about our bodies. And it's not always a negative thing. You mentioned the comments when you were slimmer and they weren't always positive. I wanted to find out a bit more about that. Yeah, when I was slimmer, I had both negative and positive kind of comments. The positive comments came from people externally because I think that was the mindset of most people. Um, And it still kind of is today, but a lot more people are starting to think, you know, there are better conversations to be having rather than talking about someone's weight or their appearance. Um, and it's also misjudging their motives for losing weight, putting on weight or whatever. So back in the day, oh, when I lost a lot of weight, it was, yeah, like, well done. You've lost so much weight. Yeah, you look amazing. I didn't really have people say I look beautiful, but I definitely, it was like, yeah, you look attractive. I definitely felt as if guys um, treated me differently and I had more attention in that way. Um, so that wasn't necessarily great, especially if someone's single now, because I'm like, oh, do I need to lose weight to be more attractive when I'm actually quite happy in myself right now? Um, but then also my, the negative comments about losing weight definitely came from my family members because, or, like people that were close to me because they thought that it was quite drastic. They didn't really know where this kind of change was coming from. They were worried. Um I guess even sometimes I look at it, maybe they were like, what's going on with her? Like, And just the fact that they weren't so involved in my life was, and they didn't know what was going on, 
it was a little bit of concern. It was a little bit like, I don't know the word for it. It's not jealousy, but it's just like some kind of weird kind of control factor because when I lost a lot of weight, I was very unhappy. My life was, if I think about it now, it's very traumatic, the, the stuff that I was going through So, and the stuff that I was dealing with. So I don't know. I had a lot of people around me that, you know, that are still around me now, but they find it very difficult to be around me now because, you know, in terms of my confidence, in terms of like, um, you know, even confidence in speech, I kind of used to speak a lot. And do you think you've reached that point within yourself as well? You're letting yourself just be. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, like every day is a different kind of mindset. I, w- I don't want to say every day is a different struggle because yes, it is. But if you focus on the struggle, like that's all you'll focus, like that's all you'll like notice. Um, so I wouldn't like to say it's just the struggle I definitely say every day is different some days I wake up feeling great but then you know I'm starting to see and this is how I've dealt with fluctuations and also body image and body positivity and also like just self positivity I've learned how to manage that through exercise through eating through lifestyle every day that I wake up I decide who I'm going to be that day and you know that also comes into what I'm going to wear because that has a massive effect on, you know, how I see myself and how I think the world sees me. So that's why I think it's all about mindset mm. because you can choose to make your day or, you know, your life or the way you see yourself different. It just takes a long time. My final guest, I wanted to invite on to give a counter, not even a counter argument, but this is Eleanor Narwell. She's actually my friend, Ellie. And she's an actress, so she's coming from that world of constantly being judged, really. While my other guests are more plus size, Ellie's a size 10. And she talks to me about it's never really been acceptance for her because she knows she lives and exists in a world that's always going to judge her. Instead, she focuses on body neutrality. I'm a natural size 10, won't shift for love nor money. I was having a really, really bad, really stressful time when I was about 20 and I went down to a size six and I felt horrible. Not that there's anything wrong with being a size six, but it wasn't me. And I looked really different to how I experienced my own body looks on a day-to-day basis. And I would arrive to meet people and be like, please don't bring it up. I know there's nothing wrong with me. I'm really stressed. Please, can we not bring it up? And my friends were normally quite good about it and it was my family that were like you look great like you look incredible like what are you doing something's working for you and it was like it's like my family's body like we all you can you look at me next to my mum next to my aunt next to my aunt next to my grandma you're like so it was really weird to me that it was like you've not liked it all along and you've never told me or you have told me, but not in such out, like you've definitely done it in subtle ways, but not in such like out and out ways. And then I was like, that's really, when I see like Arab, the Arab side of my family, there's like a never quite right thing where I'm either way, I'm too, too thin, too thin, eat something, too thin, or too fat, no, enough food, no, it's enough now, you look bigger than the last time I saw you. And that, that, that thing of like, there's never quite, there's never a moment where it's like, you look great. I, re- I was reading this book called The Greater Freedom by a woman called Alia Maru, and she's Egyptian, but she was raised kind of between Egypt and Britain, um, and I'm Egyptian. 
And she was talking about how it's really confusing as well. When we were younger, we were made to feel like the specifically Egyptian things in our body were really bad and really naughty. I've got quite big thighs. I've got quite big bum. And it was like, I knew that that wasn't cute. That wasn't cool. And then along comes Kim Kardashian. And suddenly it's like, wow, my body's actually really nice because this woman paid for it and it looks good. Yeah. Everyone has a lot of friends along the spectrum of bodies. And one thing I kept noticing was like, from my other like thin privileged friends is like when a friend who was maybe further away from the accepted body norm would be like today I'm not feeling good or today I don't feel like my body looks good we'd all be like just love yourself just like love yourself which is great like that's a great thing to do it's it's great to love yourself but realistically we as thin people (laughs) who often speak about how we don't feel thin enough like amongst ourselves not in front of our like we need to it's not actually about, you can't put the onus on the person to be like cool with their body. We actually need to fix the way we view bodies because it's not fair. If if someone who's further away from the societal norm of what a beautiful body is, is not feeling beautiful, if we can't be like, well, that's your fault. You should just feel beautiful naturally. We as people closer to the norm and also like as a society in general need to be like cool bodies are chill, like all of them. As a slim person I can recognize how often I've deviated from the normal moved closer to the norm and what that's done to me so I think and I and I know most people with bodies can so if you push it back up the other end and like think about what it must be like for people on the other end of the spectrum of what acceptability is you know that it's not because of you (laughs) the thing is like I do really maybe it's because I also am in the like TV and film and theatre industry, there is so much fat phobia in media in ge- in general. So it's not just about like, I mean, to me anyway, as someone who consumes a lot of like TV and film, it's not just about like, you don't really see a lot of bodies being made beautiful. It's about like, you see a lot of people with different body shapes being generally, like genuinely villainized. Like, our favourite TV shows, the characters who are bigger are always stupid and lazy and not sex, not viable sexual partners for people, not viable romantic partners for people. They're always a friend. Like, you do need to see real people existing in those bodies and being like, I'm just a person. The main message that I got from the other three women on this episode, because obviously I told you they're all definitely the opposite side to like what your frame is. They all said it's just like a day-to-day thing. It's like, and it's more an acceptance. And one of them was like, she's not at the stage where she says, I love my body, but she accepts it. What's it like for a a naturally slim person? Like in your, as you, do you ever even have those thoughts or is it more, you're good until somebody else comments? No, I definitely have those thoughts. Definitely. Um, I try and move towards body neutrality. So I just try and be like, it takes me from room to room and I don't really get ill very often. And like, it is what it is more than like, I love it. And I think it looks great because I just don't think it's going to be possible to feel like that in my industry and in society. Right. So I'd rather treat it like, 
it's my body and it does nice things to me and it keeps me breathing and it keeps me moving. I'm like a physical commodity. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I really wanted to share four very different stories. It was never about providing solution or finding sort of a get comfy with yourself quick tool. I don't think there's any easy answer. I just wanted to share the stories in the hope that somebody out there might find some clarity for themselves. The real lesson that I did learn is that while there's no quick fix, acceptance is more of a lifelong journey. I think sometimes we attach a time frame or a deadline. And I think as long as we're mindful of how we speak to ourselves and how we feel about ourselves on a daily basis, the closer we'll get to just caring about ourselves more. I would love to know what you thought. Head into the DMs at Beauty Me Podcast over on Instagram. And I'm really thinking of doing a part two of this. So if you know anyone that you think would be ideal for this or you'd like to put yourself forward, let me know. Until then, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Take a minute to like, subscribe, perhaps share the episode with someone that you think will be interested. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast, or you can follow my personal account, which is at Sharice.Kenyon. Feel free to slide into the DMs with any feedback or suggestions for future guests, and I'll see you next week.